This is part two of a conversation with Mona Gleason for Childhood History and Critique, recorded in March of 2015. One of the things that we we have put on the preliminary program, um, a join the CHCY or Shiki as some of us do call it, join the join the Shiki organization. That's sort of a join join Shiki lunch. Um, that uh, will cater and that welcome new folks to uh, become members. Yeah, we have, we do have people on the program um, who are not members of the society, but who we really want to encourage to join. Um, their work is clearly, you know, or at least the paper that they'll be giving indicates that they are interested in uh, in the issues that, that that bind us together. And so, and you know, we want to encourage them to join. We also want to encourage them to um, ask questions. Uh, I'm hoping to have. Uh, a bunch of a bunch of sort of um, veterans at to attend that lunch, you know, unless they have plan- other plans to come and just chat to people who have questions about the society. Um, we'll have sort of a, like a little bit of a membership drive going on then. So uh, we're also excited about about encouraging many many folks on the program who are not yet members to to join us. I think it's important, you know, Jim and I had a conversation a couple months ago about, Jim Martin and I had a conversation a couple months ago about his outlook on uh, the organization and his work as the editor of the journal. And a membership is always going to be key. He also brought up questions about can we uh, facilitate the creation of newer leaders Mm. to get involved. Fairly tight group of people helped form the organization, but how can we continually be developing new leaders as people retire so that there's longevity to the organization? And so my direct question is, he he pointed out those two things. What are, what would you add to those things, you know, as the incoming president of the organization in terms of challenges and opportunities? Yeah, I think you're right. I think facilitating new involvement and new leaders is a, um, I think is, is a priority. I think it's a matter of asking people. Yeah. I always think that, you know, the, the, just going for the most simple solution first and seeing if that works. Um, I remember being invited into this organization just, uh, you know, in a conversation with Joe Haas over lunch or something. And, um, that's all it took. Uh, you know, so I think those networking opportunities, uh, encouraging the so, the so-called veterans, you know, those of us who have been involved for a long time, just to invite, yeah. uh, new folks in. As you know, Pat, you've done lots of this work already. I, that's, that, that is for me a very timely and important priority. Yeah. Um, I think another priority for, for me going forward has to do with, and, and again, working on this conference has really brought this to the fore. We are fundraising for more uh, support for graduate students, particularly for traveling to to our conferences. Because we are an international organization, they are held around the world. And so um, for me, it is a priority to try to continue that conversation about um, support for, for students coming to the conference, which is, after all, well, not the only, uh, of course, not the only aspect of the society, but a very important one. And so a starting a launching point for many graduate students is to attend the conference. So I want to I make student support 
um, a pri- continue that as a priority. Mm-hmm. We also need, I think, um, as our as our society grows and develops, and you know, pardon the the continuation of the youth puns or whatever you want to call them, matures. Mm-hmm. Um, we we need. Uh, or I welcome and will encourage conversations on policy development for us around things like um, sort of our relationship with other organizations in the world. Will we, so for example, you know, will we endorse particular um, mission statements of other societies? We've been asked these questions. Will we sign a petition as a society for this sort of thing? And mm-hmm. and those those come at us sort of as one-offs and, you know, the executive of the membership is kind of, oh my gosh, we have to make a decision about this. So my, one of my priorities when, um, uh, 215, the, the conference, um, 2015 sort of kicks off my, my presidency is to help, uh, develop, uh, policies on criteria for, um, how we translate who we are into what we'd like to support going forward. Yeah. Um, and so that's just one example. So, you know, develop, I think policy is really useful in helping us um, to to sort of uh, have a way of making decisions that's consultatory, mm-hmm. consultative. So we can ask our, our membership at the business meeting uh, some of these questions about, about policies around endorsements that the, the society's asked to, to give. Yeah. So those those that's another thing that that I think um is a is a sort of a deep deep priority for for us. This is a little bit of housekeeping around developing policies that that reflect our our growing up, if you will, as a society. The whole endorsement of politically mm-hmm. oriented uh, positions of other organizations or is something that I hadn't really considered. One of the things around endorsement that I had thought a, a lot about is I've been struck over the last year, year and a half, and it's part of a continuum, that a lot of activity in terms of meetings and seminars and workshops are quite small, but very, I think, effective for the people involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, One-day events that are happening in a a particular locality that deal with education or childhood or some other related, closely related uh, area for the history of childhood and youth, to the degree to which we could provide even not just connection to the global community in terms of advertising that these things are going on in terms of mm-hmm. H childhood and circulating information, but even small amounts of money and support, mm-hmm. that is only possible if we have a broad membership. And I know I'm getting back beating the drum, I guess, but you have to have members, even if it's a $500 or $1,000 or a small amount of money, which may be helpful to a local event, I think that can be a, a, an important role that an organization like Shy plays. Yeah. But it's only able to do that. Yeah. If it has members who pay. Well, yeah, exactly. And and you know that sort of seeding process, planting seeds. You know, um, I think you're absolutely right. That. Those kind of activities do make a difference. Uh, there, you know, there, nothing says that we have to have a huge big conference every couple of years and that's it. That's the only sort of gathering that goes on, right? Yeah. That doesn't make sense in our global, our global existence anyway. And so some of the, you know, the small grants work that, that, um, that we're, we're doing already, I think is really fruitful. I think they, you're right. I think they do make a difference. And I think, 
they um, encourage uh, folks, again, who maybe aren't members already, to see themselves as members when they take part in those small activities. They may not come to the conferences. Of course, we want them to. Um, but if, if they're starting out, they may not, they may not, you know, come to a, to a big conference, but they, they come to those, or they are, those small activities are facilitated at their home institutions, talking mostly about graduate students. And so to invite those folks in and to say, we see you as part of our group, as part of our, everyone's, you know, everyone's here, you're welcome as well. You know, to, to be able to make that leap, I think is really important. So I agree with you, those small, that small, local activities really important yeah yeah what i've come to really appreciate as both the chair of the organizing committee and the program committee and incoming president now is that i think going forward it would be great for the organization again now as we mature to perhaps um take more advantage of some of the wisdom that we've gained over the years so that the next place isn't sort of always starting from, you know, from scratch in a sense. Okay. Um, And I think we're at a, I don't think we could have done this before because I don't think we had the critical thing. I think now that we're we're on, you know, the next one is going to be our ninth. Yeah. I, I think we're there now. And I think, you know, Part of our commitment at UBC um, on behalf of, of Tamara and Leslie and the program committee, who wonderful folks, Shirley Swain, uh, Marcia Chatelaine, Rashida Panday, David Pomfret, Judith Lind, you know, our, our legacy, if you will, going forward will be to really, I think, think about the possibility of putting together a little package uh, of, of tips and yeah. support, you know, and, and sort of critical things. Checklists and yep. talking, yep. like absolutely. Absolutely. when to communicate and, yep. and all absolutely. that stuff. Yep. So absolutely. Signposts of when you, when you should really meet a certain goal so you don't get into trouble. Exactly. And, and order of operations, like what needs to be done first. All these things yep. shouldn't have to be learned anew by each group. That's right. I think that'd be really valuable. Yeah. So, so that's sort of something that that I'm working towards is to have a package, Can a file that gets handed around and that gets added to in terms of wisdom. Well, this has been fun. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing your your home university and seeing what it's like out there because we've had a chance to get together every two years for quite some time now but i've never been to ubc well we can't wait to see you there take care mona okay bye pat thanks a lot you have been listening to part two of a conversation with mona gleason recorded for childhood history and critique in march of 2015